Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. We got Resurrection Week this week. This is the week we recognize where we celebrate Jesus raising from the dead. And as uh, the normal Christian, the common Christian know, this whole thing is based off of blood sacrifice. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ took our place. We were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Jesus came and he paid the price. The wages of sin is death. All have sinned and came short of the glory. But what Jesus did, he came and he paid our penalty. He was a perfect man, did not sin. He came to the earth, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came to the earth in the flesh and he became a lamb, a sacrificial lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God. And he took away the sins of the earth, the sins of the world, but he took the sins for those who will believe on him, for those who will believe that he died for their sins. For those who will believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. For those who will receive him as their Lord and Savior. See, he becomes your Lord. That means he lorded over you. Whatever he tells you to do, you obey. And so to those who will allow him to be their Lord, those who will allow him to be their Savior, he died for those people. Now, he died for the whole world, but only the ones who come into revelation of this thing will receive it because all are not going to receive it. But the word of God teaches that if you try to come up any other way, you are a thief and a robber. So Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No man can come to the father, but through the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that. And if you believe that, say amen. Now, I know everybody don't believe it, and that's fine. I'm only talking to the ones who believe that. But to the ones who believe that, when you listen to these things, these are the things you have in Christ. These are the things you have by believing on him. You have healing for your body by believing on the name of Jesus and his teachings. He teaches you in the word how to get healing. You have the ability on the inside of you to, to, to obtain wealth, for it is the Lord that gives you power to get wealth, that you may establish his kingdom on earth, and you have a relationship with him. God actually speaks back to people. He talks to you through your spirit. Now, this week, I'm going to talk about God in the heart. <clears throat> but one thing about the heart is you have to make sure the wrong thing is not in your heart. The way God communicate is through the human spirit. And when you hear the word heart, it's kind of like your human spirit, your inner man. Believe in something with your inner man, with your innermost being. You know that there is a God, even though you haven't seen him. And you know it on your inner man. There's no other way you can know it. You don't know it because you done looked at him. You don't know it because you didn't saw him walking down the street and talk with God that way. You know it by revelation, by, by your spirit, see. You know it by your human spirit, by your spirit. The Holy Spirit communicates to man through, through his human spirit. 
You know how you have deja vu sometime or you say, some told me don't go over there. I knew not to go over there. That's God communicating to man through his human spirit. Now in Proverbs 4, and at verse 20, it says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, what is health to your flesh? The words of God. The words of God. You know, some people, you ever notice people that they can hear, but they can't hear? Other words, they can hear. They're not deaf, but they can't hear with their spirit. Or they don't listen. You know, you ever notice some people more rebellious than other, others? Some people more stubborn than others? You have to repeat yourself <clears throat> over and over and over again for some people to get it. And some people get it right away. See, the seeing eye and the hearing ears from the Lord. But the ear that cannot receive wisdom and knowledge that, that can't hear, the ear that can't hear, I'm talking about hearing with your spirit, that means sometimes it's a demonic block there. So I want to take authority over that. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of Leviathan. Every demonic power that's on the people's ears, on their spiritual ears, uh, every demonic power that is called around them in the spirit, all serpentine and Leviathan spirit. For it is written in the name of Jesus, I cast out devils. Every serpentine and Leviathan spirit, I command you to uncall. You pipe down, you uncall. You loose those ears, you loose those minds in the name of Jesus, you come off of them. Every serpentine spirit and every scorpion spirit, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I command you to come out of them now in the name of the Lord Jesus. So so the writer right here who is Solomon, he is saying, <clears throat> attend unto my words. I believe Solomon wrote this. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. The heart is the innermost being. You got to get it all the way into your inner man. See, it's not enough just to read the word once, read it twice, but you got to read it over and over again. You got to hear the word over and over again until it becomes a part of you, until it's in your heart. It has to get down into your heart. It, by his stripes, some heal has to get in your heart. If you don't, you will begin to say things like healing went out with the apostles. God don't heal anymore. Granddaddy died sick and he was a believer. If you don't let the word of God get in your heart, you'll be dominated by what you saw, about what you heard, about what you felt. See, or what you know in the natural. You have to let the word of the Lord get down in your heart. And the only way to do that is to not let God's word depart from your eyes. See, you got to put your eyes on the word of God. A lot of you don't put your eyes on the word of God. You only listen to preachers or, or, or pray or whatever, but you have to develop a habit. God is not going to make you read certain things you got to do of yourself. God don't come down and make people do certain things. Certain things you have to begin to do it, then an anointing will come upon you. 
See, Jesus healed um, some lepers one time, right? He healed 10 of them, and only one of them came back and said, thank you. But the Bible teaches that as they went, they got healed. I want you to catch that revelation. As they went, they got healed. Well, God can give you the power to get well, but first you got to get a job. How many understand that? You got to put your hands to do something. You got to do something. Then God can multiply. You know, he can only multiply what you what you would put in his hands or what you would if you do something. You know, one time he multiplied two fishes and five loaves of bread, but he multiplied after it was given to him. That's a revelation within itself. You have to do something before God can take over. You can't just sit still. So you got to take your eyes. You know, one time the Lord told me, he said, my son, how am I going to ever get anything out of you if you don't put anything into yourself? What he meant by that, he wanted me to read the word. He couldn't get anything out of me. I can't preach it if I don't read. God is not going to open up my head and just pour the word up in me. He, he did it with Paul. But that was for, it needed to be done because he was writing Revelation. But he don't have the reason to do that for me when I can pick up the Bible and read it. Now, certain things he can give me by Revelation, but God is not writing a new Bible. See, he's not writing, he, he is, but he's not. It's not written, but it's written on the tables of our heart, certain things. But what, I'm, what I mean by that, you got to begin to, to take the word of God and to study the word, then... You, you, the word of God will become health to your flesh. When you learn what it says, when you learn how to release faith, that's how your, the word of God makes you healthy. Brothers and sisters, I only begun, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with, be with you one more time. We're talking about this week, guarding the heart. Now, uh, if you listened to me yesterday, I talked about yesterday, right? Well, uh, in Proverbs 4 and 20, where it says, my son, attend, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. How many of you did that? How many of you attended? Attended mean to, you know, I need to look that up. But to me, attend means to diligently pay attention. Father, in the name of Jesus, awaken, Lord Jesus, out of the slumber, the spirit of slumber. I take authority over you and I drive it out of the hearers of these words. Spirit of slumber, pack up your bags and lead them now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now he says, my son, attend to my words. You know, you have to be purposeful about this. You have to take the word of God, look at it, and you might say it over and over and over again till you get revelation of it. You got to attend to my words. When God says, by his stripes you're healed, you need to attend to that. When he says Jesus became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich, you can read that and don't really get it. Yeah, you need that. That's a that's a scripture deserves that. If, if you if you wasn't rich yet, I, you remember I, you, you heard me say yet in the natural because you're already rich according to God spiritually. See, you have to tend to the word to bring what's already yours in the spirit to the natural. That's that's all we're doing when we when we preaching. We're trying to teach people how to get things that belongs to them spiritually to make it manifest in the natural. And one of the simplest ways to do it is to teach people to confess about themselves what God said they are. 
whatever God said you have, whatever God said you are, whatever God said you can do, he meant it. But the only way you can do it is to agree with him. If you don't agree with him, it cannot come into manifestation. So in order to know what to agree with, you got to attend to the words of God. In other words, pay attention to it diligently. You got to incline your ear unto God's sayings. You got to be a doer of his sayings. See, the Bible teaches that him that is a doer of the word is blessed. Not, not him that only hears it, but he that doeth it. So the Bible says he gives seed to the sower and you never become a sower. You're not a doer of the word. If God said he multiply your seed sown and add to the fruits of your righteousness and you never sow, you're not a doer of the word. You are a hearer only and you will remain in the same shape financially that you are. If the Bible say, blessed is he that considered the poor and you never consider the poor, well, you're not a doer of the word. And so you'll get the opposite. See, whatever you don't do, the opposite is true. And whatever you do do, it is true. If the Bible say confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. And you don't do that. You're not saved. But if you do that, you are saved. It's like, it's that simple. People read the word and they're not a doer of the word. So they're not attending to the words. So we, we still talking about God in the heart. I'm developing this thing. So it said, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Now, when you when you put something constantly before your eyes, you causes the spirit or whatever you're looking at to transfer into your inner man or your heart, your innermost being. I'm not talking about the thing that says boom, 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 boom. By the way, that is extremely important. But the heart is talking about your innermost being, your, your spirit. And your spirit is kind of related to your conscious. See, so whatever is in your innermost conscience or your innermost being, it is put there by words, it is put there by sayings, and it is put there through the eye gate. So if you get a person that's attending to Satan's words, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all of them mix some of Satan's words into their broadcast. Some of them more than others, but all of them do it a little bit. And so if you attend to their words and not attend to God's words, for instance, I used this example last week, a Hollywood actor slapped another Hollywood guy, but one Hollywood guy obeyed the word in one thing, but he didn't obey the word fully. What I mean by that, the Bible does say to, to turn the other cheek. Well, if you attend to God's words, none of that happened. Either way. And so whatever you see all the time, you're looking at porn all the time. That is going to become a part of you. It's going to get in your spirit. And you'll find yourself wanting to do all kind of crazy stuff. Are you listening to me? If you attend to the wrong words... Whatever those words are, whatever the, the 
the uh, origin, or uh, origin, in other words, wherever they are originating from, you're going to take on the spirit of those words. If you listen to the wrong kind of music, that spirit, especially when you're uh, by faith, you're, you're using your faith with the words. What I mean by that, a lot of times when you listen to a rap song, you rap it with them. I used to do that. Some of us still in my spirit. I have to uproot it. You rap the song with the rapper. So he has you actually confessing. He has you practicing his words. You're confessing his words. And that spirit will transfer to you. It'll get in your heart. So, so, so the writer here is saying, attend to my words, the words of God. So when you listen to the wrong music, you begin to quote that music. You begin to sing that music. Satan makes song, why? Because he wants you to sing his spirit into the atmosphere. Whatever you sing, you are releasing the spirit. See, Satan is a copycat. When, when a person is singing a song for the Lord, they are releasing the spirit of God into that place. But when a person is singing a song for Satan, they are releasing the spirit of Satan into that place. Whatever you proclaim, whether it be in song, whether it be rapping words, saying words, all that, it releases a, a spirit. You remember uh, God, uh, Jesus said, my words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. His words are a spirit of life. But life is released by what? Words. And whatever you hear the most, those words are going to get in your heart. So if you listen to the words of Jesus and he's speaking life, the word of life, the bread of life will begin to become a part of you. But if you listen to the words of CNN, MSNBC, uh, your gangster co-worker, or whoever you're listening to, your best friend, uh, JoJo them down the street in them, my mama and them, her sister and them, and her cousin too. Whoever you listening to, their words will become a part of your spirit if you attend to their words. Whoever words you attend to, they will become a part of your spirit. If Satan is telling you, man, that brother did that to you. That brother did this to them. Man, they, they did this to your cousin. You going to let them get away with that? You keep attending to those words and you keep developing hatred in your heart and not practicing forgiveness like the word of God say, like God's word say, and you listen to the words of say, man, you going to let them get away with that? I wouldn't let them get away with that if I was you. You listen, keep listening to that. And the Bible say, if you're angry with your brother, you are a murderer. And right after that, it says, and we know a murderer has no part in heaven, has no part in the kingdom of God. If you're angry with your brother, you're a murderer. Just being angry with him, God consider you a murderer. And he said, a murderer has no part in the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. So why? This is why you got to attend to God's words. You got to incline down the ear unto his sayings. You got to let them not depart from thine eyes. You got to keep them in the midst of thine heart. When he say forgive, 70 times 7, it's to guard your heart. It's to protect your heart. When you don't look at porn and look at certain things, it's to guard your heart. When you don't listen to the wrong stuff, it's to guard your heart. See, you got to guard your heart, brothers and sisters. I've only just begun, but I'm out of time. Be blessed.
Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about guarding the heart. I'm very happy to be with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, every seed of hatred, every seed of anger, every seed of lying, well, the enemy has lied to my brothers and sisters concerning situations and made situation appear in a manner that, that is not the way it was. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that an anointing will come today to remove those demonic powers, to uproot those lies, to the uproot that spirit of anger, that spirit of hatred, that spirit of deception. That's what it's called, Lord, the spirit of deception. I speak to you today, you are exposed. And I command you, you spirit of deception, you spirit of lying, you spirit of strife and discord, you spirit of hatred, you spirit of malice, you spirit of murder, glory, spirit of murder, you're defeated by Jesus. Spirit of hatred, you're defeated by Jesus. Spirit of deception, you're defeated by Jesus. And I poured all the gladness upon the hearers of these words. And I grab you by your root. I uproot you. And I say, you come out of them now, hatred. Come out, murder. Come out, strife. Come out, discord. Come out of them now. I didn't say go back in them. I said, come out in the name of the Lord Jesus. The blood of Jesus be upon you. Now, Father, I ask that you pour your all, Lord, into their spirit and that you restore their souls as it is written in Psalms 23. Lord Jesus, you restored the soul. Let's go back to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And let's start at the 20th verse. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Some things you hear is not health to your flesh or to your senses. You know, when you listen to people that are full of strife, that are full of hatred, that are full of envy and jealousy, you know, wrath is outrageous, is cruel, but who can stand before envy? Who can stand before envy? That's in Proverbs. Who can stand before envy? That's a terrible spirit. And I take authority over the spirit of envy, the spirit of jealousy, and I bind that power in the name of Jesus. And I command that spirit to be exposed. Everyone that is listening to me who has that spirit, Father, I pray that you expose it to them and them alone. Let them see it, Father. Expose it to them. Now you need to fall out of agreement with it. Say, I renounce envy. Say, I renounce jealousy. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. Renounce it. Say it. Say it out of your mouth. You know, yeah, God revealed that, that you have that. Now you need to renounce that. I renounce envy. I renounce jealousy. Renounce it because other spirits come along with that. They killed Jesus because of envy. 
It's written in the word of God. They killed Jesus because of envy. So if you have a spirit of envy, you have to renounce that because a spirit of envy will make you murder, see? So you don't want to have that spirit. They killed Jesus because of envy. So you have to have God's words, love. You know when you pass from death to life when you love the brethren. The evidence, evidence of, of, of eternal life. The Bible says when you believe on Jesus Christ, he'll give you eternal life. Now, it tells you what the evidence. How do you know you have it? The Bible says you know you have passed from death to life when you love the brethren. Now, if you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you receive the spirit of love within you. You just have to let it dominate. Now, the way you let it dominate, you begin to confess out of your mouth that I am a love child of a love God. You say that over and over and over and over again. You might say it the rest of your life about 5,000 times. I am a love child of, as, of a love God. The love is dominant on the inside of me. The love of God overcomes hatred. I remember one preacher said it, it was a situation and he went to handle the situation and they went to going off on him and talking to him crazy. He said he didn't say a word, just looked at him. And he said before he went, he knew he had some inside information. And he said the, the inside information he had was that the love of God that was in him was greater than the hatred that was in them. And I say to you, brothers and sisters, the love of God that's in you is greater than the hatred that is in the world, the hatred that is in the people that hate you. Your love will overcome their hatred because you are a love child of a love God. A brother that hated, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. And you know that a murderer don't have eternal life abiding on the inside of him. And some of that hatred is rooted in envy and jealousy. And you need to get that out of that. You need to guard your heart. See, verse 23, Proverbs 4 and 23, it says, keep thy, thy heart with all diligence. Now, I hadn't looked up the word diligence, and I should be diligent and look up the word diligent, but I, I think it means to, to pay an enormous amount of attention to. Diligence. Pay attention to what you're letting into your heart, to your inner man. Now, we know that the entrance into your heart is by words. That's, that's why the writer says, attend to my words. Why? Because that is the way stuff gets into your heart, by words. Faith come by what? Hearing. And hearing the word of God. Now, faith will get in your heart by hearing God's words. See? So things enter into your heart or your innermost being or your spirit by words. So you got to keep your heart with all diligence. In other words, let the right words come into your heart. One brother at work, he said, oh, you ain't watch the news anymore. And I was there too. I didn't watch it for a while. Now I just glance at it. Why? Because their words wasn't right. They were releasing fear into the, to the atmosphere. And they released so much fear to the people who was in fear, they thought the people who wasn't in fear was crazy. Yeah, they call evil good and good evil. They think you're crazy because you don't do what everybody else is doing. You know, you need to get some sense. When you see 90% of the people doing something, do you know that means it's wrong most of the time? Just think about that. 
Just think about it. When, 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 when Caleb and Joshua gave a good report of the land, the other 10 gave a bad report. Some of you think that the people who are not with the crowd are crazy. Sometimes it's the crowd that's crazy. Everybody is endorsing uh, pedophilia and, and perversion and this and that. Man, they crazy. Man, I'm not signing off on that stuff. So, you know, you have to watch that. See, you got to guard your heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Why? This Proverbs 4 and 23, for out of it are the issues of life. Things that pertain unto your life comes out of your heart, your finances. The way you're going to get finances is going to be what in your heart. You, you know, you can go to a church. A guy, a guy told me recently. He said, man, people don't need all that money like that, man. I can make 20000 I can make 40000 and And uh, you really don't need all that money like that. And it sounded good. I think I might have been saying, yeah, I see what you're saying. I shouldn't have said that. Because if you let that get in your heart, God might be wanting to make you a millionaire. And you got in your heart that you don't need all that money like that. And you hold up your own blessing. I did that for years. I held up my own blessing with religious thinking. You listen to the people talk about the preacher. They love to talk about Osteen and criticize him. And a lot of us envy. I bet if they had that kind of money, they wouldn't give it away. They just lying. And so this the thing. You can't get what you criticize. If you criticize people having money, but then you got to go borrow from everybody to pay your, your rent, you got to beg and stuff like that, then you're preaching beg for money. But then you criticize people who got money. You know, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm only just beginning. Time went by so quick. I'm out of time. Talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking once again about guarding the heart. Father, Lord, bless my brothers and sisters in their natural heart. I declare over them that even their natural heart beats with the rhythm of life. I declare over their arteries that their arteries are clean and elastic. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that every valve of their heart is operating in perfect precision in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Lord, I speak to their innermost being, their spirit, I uproot and expose in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the power of your Holy Ghost, every word that came into their spirit that were not, wasn't ordained by you, expose it. And I command it up root in the name of Jesus. Every image that came through the eye gate that wasn't ordained by you, Holy Father. I command those demonic images to uproot and come out of them in the name of Jesus. And I cut that spirit. I cut off that influence in the name of Jesus. And I command the blessings of the Lord. Lord, that they have a burning desire to look at things that you ordain. Looking into the perfect law of liberty. That they have a burning desire to hear your words, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you heighten their discernment. So that they can discern the voice of God. And the voice of deception. Every voice of deception. I break the soul tie. With the voice of deception. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I break the soul tie. The voice of deception. The voice of deception. You are exposed. You're telling them that they're nothing. You're telling them that they can't. You're telling them that they're sick. You're telling them that they're not saved. 
You're telling them that they'll never have money. You're telling them that they'll never be anything. You're telling them that they shall die. Well, I uproot every voice of deception. And I say in the name of Jesus, you shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I say in the name of Jesus Christ that you are accepted in the beloved, that you will get married in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you will have children in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you are healed in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you are blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Receive that into your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. Proverbs 4 and 20. My son, attend to my words. Listen to God's words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. What are God's sayings? Give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men given to your bosom. What are God's sayings? Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. Those are God's sayings. God says, by his stripes you are healed. Those are God's sins. Jesus bore your sins in his body on the tree. That you being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you are healed. That is God's sins. Learn that. Learn that you don't have any sin anymore. Learn that by his stripes you are healed. Learn that Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. Learn how to give that if you give, it shall be given back. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men shall give into your bosom. Learn that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, for the righteous. L learn that you're justified by faith in Christ Jesus. That you're justified, which means just as if you never sinned. Learn about that. Learn that there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the senses or to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Learn that you are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Learn that whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Learn that in the name of Jesus Christ, you could command evil spirits to leave your life, to lead the life of loved ones, to lead the life of the people that you minister to. Learn about him. Learn that you can dominate a region by your prayer and intercession, that you can dominate wherever you go, that you have the authority, that you are a warrior in Christ, that you are a mighty man, a woman of valor. Learn that you are an ambassador, that you are representative of Jesus Christ in the earth realm. Learn that before the foundation of the world, that God knew you, that God ordained you, and that God sent you into this earth with a divine purpose. Because before he formed you in the belly, he knew you and he ordained you to whatever divine purpose. You might not be a prophet, but to whatever divine purpose, he knew you before you came. Your spirit was with him before the foundation of the world. And God sent your spirit before you was formed. God knew you. And after an act took place and you were beginning to be formed in your mother's womb, God took your spirit man and God sent your spirit man into that womb. And when you came out of that womb, the breath of life, came into you and this was ordained by heaven but Satan tried to dominate you Satan tried to change you Satan gave you 
sometimes the wrong parent. Well, they wasn't the wrong parents, but they wasn't born again. And then Satan set other traps. He had you grow up a certain way that, that might not have been right. And then certain things happened to you. People rejected you. People did things to you. People hurt you. Things happened to you. You got divorced. You, you, something else might have happened. This might have happened and that might have happened. But there was Satan. He was trying to tell you that you're something you're not. And what he did was when you was hurt, he began to tell you about retaliation. He began to tell you about anger. He began to tell you about hatred. He began to teach you about jealousy. He began to teach you about envy. He began to build his system into you. But I say today, but I'm uprooting all this stuff out of your heart. I'm saying today that you are falling out of agreement with that. Say this, say I break agreement. I break every evil covenant. The word covenant mean agreement. Say I break every evil covenant. I break every evil agreement with poverty. I break every evil agreement with hatred. I break every evil covenant with unforgiveness. I break every evil covenant with sororities and fraternities and things that are demonic in nature. I break every demonic covenant with idol worship. I break every demonic covenant that I've made, that my mother and dad has made, that my granddad and grandmama has made, that my great granddad and great grandmama has made. I break every evil covenant with Satan in the name of Jesus. I break every evil covenant with alcohol abuse. I break every evil covenant with drug abuse. I break every evil covenant with pornography. Whatever you're battling with, I'm saying to you today, break that evil covenant in the name of the Lord Jesus. Break that agreement. My son, attend unto my words. Acline thine ear unto my sins. It's Proverbs 4 and 20. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. When you find God's words, it's life unto that. It's life unto his precepts. It's life unto his way of doing things. It's financial blessings in this. It's health in your body in this. It's a protection built into this. It is health to your flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Don't let anything into your eye gate. Don't let anything into your ear gate. Stop singing along with that nasty rap stuff. Stop singing those nasty songs. Start agreeing with songs that, that uh, Nicki Minaj may sing and these different ones with uh, somebody or preacher brought it a WAP or whatever. They got songs. Yeah, when you fall in agreement with that, you invite a spirit of perversion in. See, it comes in in a small measure. But when, when it grows and grows, when you have children, it get worse. Before you know it, they, they homosexual. Then it get worse and worse. Then they trans. Then it get worse and worse. Then they pedophiles. What I'm saying is you got to close the gate on these things, brothers and sisters. You got to you better hear me, brothers and sisters. You better close these gates. Hallelujah. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Father, it are the issues of life. Don't let anything in your heart. Verse 24, put away from thee a fraud mouth. That's a lying mouth. And perverse lips put far from thee. Don't speak perverse things out of your mouth. You got to put it far from you. Let's say it right now. Say, Lord, I repent, Lord, for having a fraud mouth. Lord, I repent, Lord, for having per a perverse lips. I repent, Father. Say it. I repent, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I break that evil covenant. I break the covenant of a fraud mouth. I break the covenant of perverse lips. I break every covenant with Satan. Well, I'm speaking his words. I break that covenant in the name of Jesus. And I pour the blood of Jesus upon my lips. I pour the blood of Jesus upon the ones that are hearing lips. I'm saying these prayers so you can say them, brothers and sisters. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. 
turn night turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove our foot from evil. Now, what is talking about your eyelids? Because that is a gate to allow things into your spirit, into your heart. See, so you got to discipline your eyes. You got to make a godly covenant with your eyes. I've only just begun, but I'm out of time. Be blessed, brothers and sisters. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Well, brothers, welcome on this Friday. I hope you enjoyed this, this good Friday. This is a good, good Friday. And um, I want to tell you all that I love you. And we're talking about God in the heart. I'm going to tell you some keys. People are going to do things to you. You're going to be misunderstood sometimes. You're going to be lied on. And people will do things to you. Things sometimes will happen. The Bible say just like Christ suffered, you know you're going to suffer. The, the servant is not above his master. But I want to give you some good news. If you do what the Lord tells you to do, everything is going to work out. And uh, I don't have time to go to this. I might have time. Let's, let's go to 2 Samuel, the 16th chapter. And at the uh, fifth verse. 2 Samuel 16 and at verse 5. Check this out. And when King David came to Baharim, behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gerah. He came forth and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And thus said Shimei when he cursed, Come out, come out, thou bloody man, thou, and thou man of Bilial. Now, you know, a man of Bilial, that's a word they use to describe a joke that just ain't hitting on nothing. That's an old saying from back in the day, man, that man ain't hitting on nothing. They ain't use nothing. So when they call you a man of Bilial, that's saying you ain't hitting on nothing. How many understand what I mean by that? So this man, he cursing David and telling him he ain't hitting on nothing. In verse 8, it said, And the Lord have returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul. This shimmy are popping off at the neck. In whose stead thou hast reigned, and the Lord have delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief, because thou art a bloody man. Then said Abshiah, the son of Zariah, unto the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. Now, see, most people want to take the person's head off because they curse you out. You ain't going to let her. You don't talk to me like that. That's your attitude. You gangster. You, ga you want people to fear you. You don't want them to fear the Lord. You want them to fear you. So you're going to take their head off. You want them to be scared of you. You're going to tell all your stories about this and that because you want people to fear you. And see, David was a bloody man. But he was, he was fighting in the name of the Lord. And the reason Absalom, the thing with Absalom happened because David had committed a sin. And so that was the punishment for David committing a sin. 
God was allowing him to go through some trials and tribulation because of something he did. And David understood that. And David humbled himself. This is why God called David a man out of his own inner man, a man out of his own heart. See, you got to watch what get in your heart. Now, David committed that sin because he looked at the wrong thing. And when he saw that naked woman, that thing got in his inner man and he committed sin. How many understand that? But once he realized what he did, he repented, fasted, prayed or whatever. God forgave him. But it was a consequence of his sin because he brought a curse in order. God allowed Absalom, his son, to, to take over his kingdom and have him on the run. And Absalom, his own son, laid with his dad at concubines. A lot of stuff happened. You can go back and read it. And then this here, a, a joker wouldn't speak to David like that. God even allowed people to talk to him in any kind of way. David went through a lot because of his sin. But he was humble. He wouldn't kill Saul. He said he would not put his hand against God's anointing. Why? Because he was God in his heart. Now, even though the wrong thing got in his heart, he repented, got that out of his heart, but he wouldn't allow hatred to get in his heart neither for his enemies. How many understand that? So Abishai said, he's going to take his head off, verse 10. And the king said, what have I to do with you, ye sons of Zariah? So let him curse, because the Lord have said unto him, curse David. Who shall then say, wherefore hast thou done so? Now, it could be translated, God has allowed him to curse me. And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my son, which come forth of my bowels, seeking my life. How much more now may this Benjamite do it? Let him alone. Let him curse. For the Lord have bidden him. It may be that the Lord will look on mine affliction and that the Lord will requite me good for his cursing this day. Sometimes you got to let people do stuff to you because the Lord might see how you go through that trial, how you kept your heart right, how you forgave them, how you kept your spirit right when they accused you of doing stuff you didn't do. Look at Joseph. That man accused Joseph of laying with his wife, and Joseph didn't lay with that man's wife. That man's wife wanted to lay with Joseph, and she grabbed his garment and said, hey, it, it, uh, Joseph, laid that. Joseph didn't do such thing. He went to prison for it. He suffered for it. But he never let evil and wickedness get in his heart. Same thing right here with David. This man cursing David out. Now, David did let something else get in his heart, but he paid for it. He's a man out there in God's own heart. If God says a man out of his heart, that's what he is. You can't change it. No matter how much you disagree with him, you can't change God. You, how, who are you to disagree with God? If God say a man, a man is a man out of his own heart, that settles it. So David, look at his heart, though. He said, let him curse me. It may be that the Lord will look on my affliction, that the Lord will requite me good for his cursing. And as David and his men went by the way, Shimei, I went along the hillside over against him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and cast dust. Hallelujah. So he, he carried on and carried on. And so, so God had started working on David's heart after David had done some things, let evil get in his heart in a certain area after David repented, got his heart back right. Now people coming and messing with him and doing things to him. But while he was going through the trial and tribulation, see, David had to make sure that he kept the right spirit. 
Now, in 2 Samuel, the 19th chapter, the 16th verse, this was after David got back in line and got back to be king. It says, And Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, which was of Barah, hasted and came down with the men of Judah to, to meet King David. And there were a thousand men of Benjamin with him, and Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his 15 sons and his 20 servants with him. And they went over Jordan before the king. And there went over a ferry boat to carry over the king's household and to do what he thought good. And Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was come over Jordan. And he said unto the king, Let not my lord impute iniquity unto me. Neither do thou remember that which thy servant did perversely the day that my lord the king went out of the Jerusalem, that the king should take it to his heart. See, David didn't take it to his heart. He didn't let what that man said get in his inner man. And afterwards, this man come to David and repented. Man, forgive me what I did, man. Forgive me, man. Forgive me, man. And then at verse 29, it says, For thy servant do it know that I have sinned. See, he realized that he sinned later. Therefore, behold, I am come the first this day of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord, the king. But Abashia, the son of Zerah, answered and said, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this because he cursed the Lord's anointing? See, he still ain't understanding mercy. And David said, What have I to do with you, ye sons of Zariah, that you should this day be adversaries unto me? Shall there be any man put to death this day in Israel? For, I do, for do not I know that I am this day king over Israel? Therefore the king said unto Shimei, Thou shalt not die, and the king swore unto him. Now, reading I read that story, I had a lot of other stuff to say, but I was led to go there. The week's so short, I run out of time. But what I'm saying is, don't hold everything somebody say or do against them. Sometimes people speak words that they shouldn't have spoke. Don't let that stuff get in your heart. Brothers and sisters, learn to practice the Bible and forgive seven times seven, even in a day. Have a lot to say. I love y'all. I'm out of time. Be blessed.